This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Tuesday, May the 31st, 2022. Hope everybody's week is starting off well and everyone had a wonderful long Memorial Day weekend. So many things are happening in the world of professional wrestling and headlines. Is your one-stop shop to find out everything that's going on in the world of professional wrestling. We scour all social media sites and the various wrestling websites to bring you a comprehensive podcast to let you know everything that is happening so you are in the know. Let's go ahead and let's start off with one of our biggest stories that is trending right now on eWrestling News. Andrew Ravens is reporting at this hour, MJF missed an AEW meet and greet because he was in no place to be in public. Now, it was originally reported that MJF had no show to meet and greet this past Saturday for AEW on their Double or Nothing weekend. Now, as you know by now, he has been at odds with AEW President Tony Khan over his current contract situation. Now, during the latest Pro Wrestling Torch audio show, Wade Keller detailed why the wrestler no-showed the appearance. Keller would go on to say, and I quote, the way it was portrayed to us is that MJF was in no place to be in public. He was in a bad place, and it just seemed, if not mutually agreed upon, that it was pretty 
pretty obvious that it was best for him not to be in public for the meet and greet. Now, people in AEW were hoping that Tony Khan and MJF could sit down and hash out their differences, but that didn't happen. They were also hoping that cooler heads would have prevailed, and Khan, sometimes on social media, can come off as a little defensive. Now, MJF was in no place to be in public, and once again, they are stating that he was in a bad place. Now, the issue for MJF is over money, and he wants a raise, and doesn't want to sign an extension, so he can see what WWE would be willing to offer him once he becomes a free agent on January 1st of 2024. Now, an additional quote from Wade Keller. MJF was given a raise once since he signed with AEW, so he's making substantially more than the starter's contract, like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it is very modest compared to the contracts of more than half a dozen free agents that AEW has signed over the past year. If you'd like to find out more about this situation, continue to follow Wade Keller, continue to follow Andrew Ravens, and most definitely continue to follow E-Wrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's jump away from the NJF conversation for a moment. Let's talk a little Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona confirms the reports that he does have a torn bicep and he will need surgery. Andrew Ravens is reporting at this hour, Matt Cardona will be forced to miss some time due to an arm injury that he suffered during a recent match against Blake Christian at GCW Downworld Spiral. Now the NWA World Heavyweight Champion announced that he tore his bicep and will miss some time due to surgery, he said in a quote, got an MRI today, bicep is torn, surgery needed, will unfortunately need to cancel some dates, Cardona wrote. Now, with many people knowing that Cardona is always ready, he has a very busy schedule lined up so far this summer, but unfortunately it looks like some of those dates are going to have to be reworked. If you'd like to find out more about Matt Cardona, continue to follow E-Wrestling News and follow Andrew Ravens as he is all of the information reporting. Continuing on with today's news, Hangman Adam Page thanks his fans after his loss at Double or Nothing. As we saw on Sunday evening, Hangman Adam Page was defeated by CM Punk to become the new AEW World Champion. Now, following the loss, Page posted a tweet thanking the fans for their continued support despite a losing effort. He said, and I quote, I've had a while to reflect on my time as AEW Champion, and now that it's come to an end, thank you all, not just for supporting me, but for supporting the vision. It's not about the gold or the glory. It's about the common love and dignity with which we all reach and treat out to each other. Let's change the world. Now, Adam Hangman Page is potentially looking to get some revenge at CM Punk, and I would not be surprised if we did not see a rematch coming in the near future. As of right now, there is no plans to have Adam Hangman Page on the next edition of AEW Dynamite. Continuing on, let's get back to the MJF situation. Andrew Ravens is reporting more about this. WWE is willing to give MJF top WWE money. Now, MJF, as we said earlier in the show, has been at odds with AEW President Tony Khan about his current contract, and we did mention that his contract expires on January 1st of 2024. Now, during a recent episode of Wade Keller's Pro Wrestling Torch, he said this again, and a quote. A source within WWE with knowledge of MJF's status said that management within WWE indicates MJF is coveted and would likely be given a lucrative contract if he wanted one. In fact, it's more than one source is giving information that this is accurate. More than one source says the treatment of Cody has received by WWE and as far as MJF that he would be a good fit as well. Now, if he were to make the jump, MJF could be given top money in WWE. In other words, if Cody was buried or was given promises that weren't kept, maybe MJF wouldn't be handling this situation the same way. However, because Cody's situation has gone so well, it looks like MJF would be handled as well. Now, one source also in WWE has stated that MJF is seen as 
such a commodity that his recent and tractable behavior on and off AEW TV wouldn't deter Vince McMahon from making him an incredibly lucrative offer. Although a falling out with AEW would weigh considerable leverage for MJF, MJF's value to WWE would still remain high. They need people. He's young, he's good, and he'd be paid accordingly regardless of his reputation in AEW. Now, maybe a change in scenery might be a little bit better, but they don't want a headache with MJF. Vince McMahon has been dealing with Sasha Banks and Naomi, and he's been through a lot with him. But MJF's reputation in general might make him a very good fit with the company. Once again, we still don't know exactly all the details about a meeting that is scheduled to happen with MJF and Tony Khan to see if they can somehow find some mutual ground, but we will continue to keep you posted and continue following Andrew Ravens. All right, more news that's trending at this hour. Jeff Jarrett comments on returning to WWE. Jeff Jarrett, as many people know, recently signed a new contract. He's going back home to the WWE. Jeff Jarrett will be working on the business side of WWE's live events as a senior vice president of live events. He originally joined WWE in 2019 as a producer before transitioning to the creative team in March, only to be moved to an executive role of live events now. He was released from the company during the COVID-19 pandemic very quietly from the company. Now, during the latest edition of My World Podcast, Jeff Jarrett addressed his return to WWE. He said, and I quote, you know as you know me, Conrad, I'm a personal guy and I'll leave it personal for that matter. It's, you know, it's kind of what's been said before. I'm going to be the senior vice president of live events for WWE. We know this now. This is my passion, live events. I'm just going to leave it at that. It's going to be a journey that I'm excited about going on and I think everything will come together. And you know what this means? I'm so ready right now now. Let's rock. If you'd like to find out more about what's going to be happening with Double J as he returns to WWE, continue to follow E-Wrestling News and Andrew Ravens. Brandon Ewing is writing in at this hour, Jacob Fatu is announced for MLW's Battle Riot 4. Here are some of the details. MLW has announced that Jacob Fatu will be joining the 40-man Battle Riot event, which will be taking place on June 23rd at the Melrose Ballroom in New York City. Now, Jacob Fatu will once again be in the Battle Riot. You can catch out more information on if you go over to MLW Wrestling. Now, Major League Wrestling announced today, once again, that Jacob Fatu will be in the event. Once again, it will be happening on June the 23rd, and there will also be an MLW Fusion taping happening as well at the event. Now, limited tickets are still available if you head on over to MLWNYC.com and on Eventbrite. The High Chief of the Hood says he's planning to wreck shop when his number is called and he hits the ring battle riot. For more information about this, please go ahead and follow Brandon Ewitt at E wrestling news. Let's go ahead and keep you updated with some more interesting information in the world of wrestling. Michelle McCool says that if she were ever to wrestle again, she has some interested people who she would like to wrestle with. During a recent appearance on the Wives of Wrestling podcast, former WWE superstar Michelle McCool spoke about who would she like to wrestle in WWE if she were ever to return to the company. Now, on who'd she like to wrestle if she returned. If I were to ever make a comeback, I'd love to wrestle Bianca. It's just crazy. She's just crazy strong. She's crazy talented. Talented, but I really would have some fun with someone like her. Some of the newer girls, Liv Morgan, I really enjoyed working with her. Zelina, Bianca, Becky, I'd love just to talk some trash with her. But yeah, I think Bianca would be a lot of fun. Now, on the recognition of her work in the women's division, she would go on to say, I couldn't care less what people think about me. It's nice to get some recognition, what we did in part for the women's division. But you know what? It's because we had a lot of fun and we worked really hard and we got things to pop. It's not about getting recognized for who you're dating. 
dating either. At that point in time, she had began dating The Undertaker. I was like, look, I could beat this guy up if I needed to, but I didn't need to. If you'd like to hear more about what she says about a possible WWE return, if that ever comes to fruition, follow Brandon Ewing on eWrestling News as he has all of the information trending at this hour. Brandon Ewing also has some new information about a WWE star. NASCAR duties caused Lacey Evans' in-ring return to be canceled. Now, WWE superstar Lacey Evans was advertised to make her in-ring debut on Monday Night Raw. Those plans were canceled, and no match ever occurred. Apparently, the reason was due to Evans participating as the honorary Grand Marshal for the NASCAR Coca-Cola 600 race. Now, before Raw, Lacey Evans tweeted that her duties at NASCAR race had her laid up, for sure. Whatever happens, you say? Well, I'm the Grand Marshal, and duty has got me laid up. If you'd like to find out more about this, go ahead and follow Lacey Evans on social media, and definitely follow Brandon Ewing over at E-Wrestling News, as he will have all of the latest information. Brandon Ewing is also writing in some sad news in the world of professional wrestling. Wrestling Entertainment Series debut event has been postponed. Now, the debut event for WES, which is Wrestling Entertainment Series, has been postponed. The event was scheduled to take place on June the 4th from Nottingham, but it's been rescheduled now for July the 9th. Now, the official announcement reads, Unfortunately, we have to postpone our first event. Wrestling Entertainment Series will now debut on July the 9th at the Motorsport Arena in Nottingham. Sorry for any inconveniences this may have caused. Now, former WWE superstar and other talents with scheduled for the show include Chelsea Green, CJ Perry, also known as Lana, Mojo Raleigh, Lince Dorado, and so many more. For more information about this, you can continue to follow Brandon Ewing with all the details regarding the upcoming rescheduled event. Also making headlines is Wardlow. Wardlow is talking about comparisons that people are making about him and Batista. Brandon Ewing is writing at this hour, AEW star Wardlow was a recent guest on Inside the Ropes podcast, and he spoke about being compared to former WWE superstar and Hall of Famer Batista. Wardlow on his comparison, and I quote, So obviously it's very flattering. I like to say being compared to people is cool, but there's only one Wardlow, and I feel if you really can't compare me to many other people. With that being said, being compared to Batista is always going to make me blush just because I'm a huge Batista fan, and I think he's one of the best-looking professional wrestlers to ever step in the ring. Physique-wise, he's one of the biggest superstars wrestling has ever created. It was really cool, exciting to see him. He was very mainstream. And now, obviously, he's gone to Hollywood. Not many people can transition and do that. So to be compared to that is awesome. That's what I want to be. I want to be one of those guys that down the road can count on one or two hands how many times I've been memorable in this business. I want Wardlow to be in the mix, even when we're talking about other people, such as John Cena, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and others. If you'd like to find out more about what Wardlow has to say in his interview, check out Brandon Ewing's article that is trending right now over at E-Wrestling News. Mustafa Ali is making headlines today. He's talking about future opponents on Raw and so much more. Brandon Ewing's writing at this hour, AEW superstar Mustafa Ali was a recent guest on After the Bell with Corey Graves, and he spoke about who we'd like to face in the future on the Raw brand, among other topics they also discussed. Now, as far as future opponents, he said, and I quote, being on Raw, there is just so many guys. I know I really did step in the ring with The Miz, and I loved it a lot. It was fun doing stuff with him for the first time. We went back and forth on the microphone. I'm a guy that hasn't gotten a whole lot of mic time, but when you're in the ring with Miz, who is one of the top guys on the stick, you gotta be able to hang with him. That was just the way it is. The guy knows what he's doing. I love doing stuff with him. Another guy I haven't stepped into the ring with in a long time is Seth Rollins. I'd love to have a match with him. It's been a very long time since we first tangled, but I think we can do it again one day. And with that being said, I also would like to step in the ring with Cody Rhodes. I've never stepped in the ring with him before, and 
had just recently met him since he joined WWE again. If you'd like to read more about what Mustafa Ali has to say, not only about people that he would like to work with in the future on the Raw brand, but many other topics, Brandon Ewing has the article trending right now over on eWrestling News. Brian Clark is writing in at this hour, Jeff Hardy and Frankie Kazarian set to perform concert this upcoming Thursday. AEW star Jeff Hardy and Frankie Kazarian will be performing a concert this Thursday on Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood. You can check all of the information out here. The day after AEW debuts in Los Angeles, Jeff Hardy and Frankie Kazarian will take center stage at the world-famous Whiskey-A-Go-Go on Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood. Frankie, with his band Gutter Candy, will open the evening's entertainment with a hard-hitting set of unique brand of metal, followed by Jeff, and they will go and help a specific acoustic set. With a capacity of about 500, tickets are likely to go fast. Go over to whiskeyagogo.com to get them. Frankie and Jeff will both do also a meet and greet with fans after the show, signing autographs and memorabilia and taking photos. The show is produced by Rick Bassman and Larger Than Life Management. For more information about this big event, Ryan Clark has it trending right now over at eWrestling News. Let's go ahead and give you an update on Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay says he's doing so much better after a really bad kidney infection. We reported last week on eWrestling News that Will Ospreay canceled some bookings after suffering a severe kidney infection. Now, according to a report from Dave Meltzer, Ospreay was reportedly in really rough shape about a week ago, but he's doing much better now. He's been released from the hospital as well. As of this writing on this report, there is no word on if Ospreay will be able to wrestle at Friday's New Japan Best of the Super Juniors 29 final event. Now, if you'd like to keep up with more of this, continue to follow Will Ospreay on social media and continue to follow Ryan Clark over on eWrestling News. Ryan Clark is also writing in at this hour about Carmelo Hayes. He is interested in a match with Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. During a recent appearance on Black Announce Table podcast, WWE NXT 2.0 superstar Carmelo Hayes commented on wanting to work a match with Seth Rollins in the upcoming WrestleMania. He would go on to say, There's a lot of guys. I'm on Twitter. I'm very vocal as hell. I say exactly what I'm thinking. I've been saying, Seth, he and I have to go together. Me and Seth. I'm going to make that happen. I'm going to make that dude work at WrestleMania. I really am. Me and Seth. That's going to happen at WrestleMania. I just feel it on my soul. There are so many guys like Kofi Kingston I want to get in there with, Xavier Woods, Roman Reigns. I've always wanted to go straight to the top. You should want to be there if you're that type of guy, and he is that type of guy. It's down the road, but there are a lot of things that I need to do. Now, Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes for the NXT North American Championship will take place at NXT In Your House coming up. For more information on this, continue to follow Ryan Clark right now over on eWrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's jump over to wrestling. Inc. So many things are happening over in the world of wrestling. Now let's talk about former AEW star Joey Janela. Wrestling Inc. is reporting at this hour. Joey Janela may not be in AEW anymore, but he still thinks his former tag team partner will succeed. Now he says in a quote, Tony Khan, you better push Sonny Kissed, Janela said on a recent episode of Insight with Chris Van Vliet. The most improved wrestler right now in the world. Everything looks great. And push Sonny Kissed, not in June because it's Pride Month. Push Sonny from June to the next June because that's the bottom line because the bad boy said so. The bad boy Joy Janela and the Concrete Rose Sunny Kissed were a tag team in AEW for almost a year from March 2020 until April of 2021 when Janela turned on Kissed, igniting a feud between the former partners. That eventually had a blow-off match last September on AEW Dark in which Kissed walked away with the victory. 
Janela was able to get his win back in December on an episode of AEW Dark Elevation. Sonny Kiss is well known as a member of the LBGTQIA community, but she hasn't gone much attention on AEW TV. Kiss's last match on Dynamite was against Kenny Omega on October 21st of 2020. Now, Omega beat Kiss in under just 30 seconds in the first round of the AEW World Title Elimination Tournament. Omega would go on to beat Hangman Adam Page in the finals of the tournament and ultimately defeat Jon Moxley for the AEW World Title in Winter is Coming in December of 2020. Janela last worked with AEW in January when he lost to Lee Maiorty on AEW Dark. Janela finished up with the company at the end of April and neither side was interested in moving forward on a new deal. Continue to follow Chris Van Vliet and definitely continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as they have more information regarding Joey Janela. As we all know, Hell in a Cell is coming up. One of the most premier events that WWE puts on and also one of the more brutal events they put on. Eric Mutter's writing in this hour, what are the odds? Well, WWE fans, it's time to play the game. Betting game. That's because the odds for WWE Hell in a Cell this Sunday coming up on Peacock have arrived, courtesy of Bet Online. Now, the odds will certainly make fans on WWE Raw Women's Championship Bianca Belair happy, as she is the favorite to retain her title in a three-way with former champion champion Becky Lynch and Asuka. In the other main event on the show, Cody Rhodes is favored to complete the sweep and beat Seth Rollins inside the cell. That would give the Rolla Codester his third straight win over Rollins, who has been beaten in each of their previous matches, including Cody's return at WrestleMania 38. Other odds have Bobby Lashley favored in his handicap match with MVP and Omos, while The Judgment Day and Ezekiel are favorites in their match against AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan, and Kevin Owens respectively. Perhaps no one on the card is more favored than Theory, who has strong odds going in his U.S. title match against Mustafa Ali. If you'd like to go ahead and find out more about the odds, definitely go ahead and cruise on over to Wrestling Inc. right now, and Eric Mutter has all of the betting lines right now. Continuing on, Paige Van Zant says that she wants top dollars if she's going to be wrestling for AEW. Matthew Wilkinson is reporting in this hour from Wrestling Inc. Paige Van Zant believes that she put on an impressive performance during her pay-per-view debut at AEW's Double or Nothing this past Sunday. Now, the former UFC star was victorious alongside Men of the Year, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, defeating the trios of Ty Conte, Frankie Kazarian, and Sammy Guevara. This was Van Zandt's first AEW pay-per-view match, and she was told that there are a lot of room to improve. Now, in regards to her individual performance, she's very happy with it. She would go on to say, I'm feeling great. I went out there. We got the win. I showed everybody I meant to be a pro wrestler, too. She said, I'm only going to get better. I just started training in pro wrestling, but you've got to see how quickly I pick up the pro wrestling moves. And I showed all the girls in the division, they've got somebody to look out for. Now, Van Zant has always been keeping busy throughout her career, whether that means competing in mixed martial arts, bare knuckle fighting, or appearing on Dancing with the Stars. She says that everyone keeps asking me, what am I going to do? Am I going to pick a specific lane and stick with it? Well, you know what? Van Zant feels like she doesn't need to. Instead, she's going to be good at absolutely everything. Now, the date for her next Ingram performance has not been confirmed yet by AEW, but Van Zandt herself sees another pay-per-view person coming up, and she sees another payday, stating that AEW needs to pay me pay-per-view dollars just to show up. Van Zandt has been training with Gangrel in order to develop her skills in the ring, but has previously stated that she won't dictate on how 
long it takes to learn some of this stuff. Some of the stuff is crazy, but you know what? She thinks she'll get it pretty soon. I hope very soon, Van Zant had said when asked about her next match, when it may take place. I came out of this match unscathed. I have zero injuries. I put on a dominant performance and I can't wait for my next solo match. If you'd like to find out more about Paige Van Zant and her comments, go ahead and follow Matthew Wilkinson who has all the information on her trending right now on Wrestling Inc. Let's head back to the MJF situation. Matthew Wilkinson is also reporting at this hour. According to Dave Meltzer on the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, MJF and Tony Khan are set to meet tomorrow following the controversy surrounding AEW's Double or Nothing weekend. Now, problems between the two sides began at AEW Double or Nothing Fan Fest this past weekend as we reported earlier when MJF no-showed the meet and greet. Now, Wade Keller gave us a great detailed look as exactly to why he said that MJF was just in a bad place. Now, despite the fact that people bought tickets, people were refunded their money. Also, Samoa Joe didn't show up either, but his situation is considered to be much different because it was looked like a communication issue between the two. It was reported that also that a plane ticket had been purchased for MJF to leave Las Vegas before Double or Nothing. However, he did not board the aircraft and he fulfilled his duties at AEW's Double or Nothing and competed against the opening match against Wardlow. He was defeated in a convincing fashion as Wardlow hit a record 10 power bombs during his latest Symphony of Destruction. Now, the win allowed Wardlow to get out of his contract with MJF and officially join the AEW roster. All in storyline, of course. MJF end up being stretchered out and through the back. Now, MJF turned up just before his match and then left the building shortly after. Now, during the post-show media scrum, Wrestling Inc. managing editor Nick Hausman asked Tony Khan about the MJF situation, but AEW president decided not to comment. MJF is apparently set to be taken off the road, at least for the next several weeks by AEW, although the length of his AEW TV absence could be actually extended further than that. Tensions between MJF and AEW have been well known for several months, with a three-time Dynamite Ring winner having made several comments during interviews and on social media about his frustrations with the company. He also alluded to the possibility of joining WWE when his contract expires on January 1st of 2024. If you'd like to find out more about this ongoing situation, continue to follow Matthew Wilkinson over on Wrestling Inc. Robert Grunier is reporting at this hour, Evil Uno is chiming in about how he feels the Dark Order is being presented on AEW television. Evil Uno shared his latest thoughts on how he feels the Dark Order has been presented as of late in AEW. In a recent interview with NBC Sports Boston 10 Count, Evil Uno, one of the original members of the Dark Order, reflected on how the stable has progressed over the first three years of the company. The group has yet to obtain any AEW gold. However, the former leader, Brody Lee, did hold the TNT Championship before his tragic passing in December of 2020. With such a huge step remaining for the group, Uno points to winning some tag team gold as the next step for the Dark Order. He would go on to say, I think every pro wrestler should want to be a champion. Every pro wrestler should aim for more than they currently have. But I am not the type who holds on to negativity. I am so very happy and I am very happy being in the Dark Order. I feel like we're very beloved. I feel like we're particularly the heart and soul of this company. If you'd like to read more about what he has to say, not only about winning gold, but in addition to that, where he feels the Dark Order will continue to go, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. and this article that is written by Robert Gunyer. Let's continue on. Becky Lynch sends a message to Chris Jericho after WWE Monday Night Raw. Wrestling Inc. is reporting that Becky Lynch is apparently a fan of AEW star 
Chris Jericho's new sports entertainment persona. While on commentary for the Asuka vs. Belair match on Monday Night Raw, Lynch referred to herself as a wizard, possessing superhuman powers. Fans on social media immediately perceived her to be making a reference to Chris Jericho, who in recent weeks has thrown fireballs at Eddie Kingston and others. AEW because he calls himself the wizard. Jericho has used the line, I'm gonna throw a fireball in your face cuz I'm a wizard, before hurling fireballs at random people backstage. Now, after Raw went off the air, Lynch confirmed that she was referring to Chris Jericho when she made her comment on commentary. She would go on to say, I am a magician. I made her title disappear in 26 seconds. Becky Lynch, tonight I refer that line. No heat at I am Jericho. If you'd like to find out more about this, go ahead and continue to follow her on social media and continue to follow Wrestling Inc. for more information. AEW star pays tribute to his baby nephew following the tragic passing. Robert Gunyer is reporting in at this hour. Rising AEW star Lee Moriarty is celebrating a short but promising life of his late baby nephew today. Earlier today, he shared a tragic news of his baby nephew was killed during a drive-by shooting yesterday, May the 29th. He notes on his post on Twitter in celebration of the human being, which is his nephew. My nephew is one years old and his life was taken by a drive-by. I don't share things from my personal life very often, but he deserves to be acknowledged for the great person he was and growing to become. I will miss you. If you'd like to find out more about this very tragic story, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as it continues to develop with Robert Gunyer. Jeff Hardy and Adam Cole will not be participating in a match upcoming on AEW. Dynamite. Wrestling Inc. is reporting at this hour at Sunday's Double or Nothing pay-per-view, AEW announced a big 10-man tag match that's going to be happening on Dynamite. Now, it would be featuring AEW World Tag Team Champions, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, Christian and the Hardy Boys versus the Undisputed Elite, which is the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and Red Dragon. Now, in an update, AEW has pulled both Jeff Hardy and Adam Cole from the match, making it now an 8-man instead. As you can see, AEW tweeted Monday that Jurassic Express, Christian, and Matt Hardy will settle the issues with the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. Now, there hasn't been any real specific reason given as to why both Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy were not going to be participating in the match, but the Wrestling Observer did mention that Jeff is likely nursing some serious injuries from his physical battle with the Young Bucks on Sunday, and Adam Cole will also be taking some time to rest his body as well. Now, it's going to be happening from the Kia Forum this week in Los Angeles. Not only is it going to be the first time that AEW has been in the building, but top executives from Warner Brothers and Discovery are also going to be at the Forum. Khan told Sports Media Podcast last week they're throwing a great event for us afterwards at the Forum. A lot of people will be there from AEW and we're all going to hang out. That means the world to us. We're all going to get to know each other a little bit better. Many people know that the success of AEW definitely hinges on their abilities to continue their TV deal relationship now that the buyout is happening. Tony Khan wants to make sure that the introduction to one another continues to go off without a hitch. Another match is being added to Hell in a Cell. Robert Gunyer is reporting in this hour, Theory will be defending his WWE United States title at Hell in a Cell, as we reported earlier. But after Monday Night Raw, there is a match against Tommaso Ciampa and Mustafa Ali, where the stipulation was that if Ali could pull off a victory, he would earn a future U.S. title shot. Ali did indeed end up winning his match against Tommaso Ciampa, and that's when Theory would swerve him in the U.S. title match that was supposed to happen. 
Throughout the commercial break, Theory continued to beat down on Ali. The bell rang as soon as the show was back live on television again, and not after very much, the battle ensued. Theory would pick up the victory and retain his U.S. championship. Now, there's so many more things that are going to be added to Hell in a Cell. Matches are still being added as we speak. Continue to follow Robert Gunyer, and he will give you all of the details. In addition to that, Seth Rollins is making headlines today. He is referencing when AEW star then Cody Rhodes smashed the symbolic throne that was Triple H's. In a final verbal battle ahead of Sunday's Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes made several references to each other's past on Monday Night Raw. While Rhodes made a mention of his late father, WWE Hall of Famer Dusty Rhodes, mentioning Rollins in his early days in NXT, Rollins harkened back to the fact that the American Nightmare tried to tear down WWE by joining up with his friends in All Elite Wrestling at that point. Rollins referred to how Rhodes smashed a stone throne with a sledgehammer back at the first Double or Nothing pay-per-view in 2019, which at the time was perceived to be a symbolic gesture of AEW declaring war on WWE. He would go on to say, you left WWE six years ago because you weren't good enough, Rollins told Rhodes, and then every single day that you were gone, you and your little friends tried to tear down what I was building here, and when you, you couldn't get it done, you decided to come running back. The prodigal son returns home to fulfill his family's legacy, Rollins would add on to say in a mocking tone, not on my watch, pal. You're not going to be conquering hero of my kingdom. No, no, no. You don't get to take a sledgehammer to this throne and come back and take me from it. In conclusion, Rollins said he plans to prey on roads and securities during the Hell in a Cell on Sunday. If you'd like to find out more about the verbal sparring that happened between the two, check out the article that is trending over right now over on Wrestling Inc. So many questions that are happening in the world of professional wrestling, but Headlines is your one-stop shop to find out everything that is going down in the world of professional wrestling. Once again, it's a daily podcast that you can follow if you're going to the gym, if you are traveling, no matter where you are, in the car, you can find out exactly what is happening each and every day as we bring you all the latest headlines. Continuing with this, Wrestling Inc. is also reporting that Simone Johnson, The Rock's daughter, gets a WWE ring name. Now, Johnson will now be known as Ava Ravine. She changed her Twitter account when she got the name. Johnson also tweeted out a statement about the change and how it doesn't accredit her family's legacy. In a quote, she said, I probably sound like a broken record, and hopefully this is the last I'll mention, but I just don't understand why people being portrayed as separate individuals from their family name is such a heated topic. A name doesn't discredit any prior accomplishments from your family. They could build my own career around my own father, and people would still bash me anyway, she tweeted. Now, Johnson signed with the WWE in February of 2020, and as of this writing, she has not yet made her NXT debut yet, but it will hopefully not be very long. If you'd like to go ahead and follow more headlines about the new name she has received, go ahead and follow Wrestling Inc. With that being said, those are all the headlines that are trending as of right now in the world of pro wrestling. If you're enjoying this, please go ahead and continue to follow this podcast. It's a daily podcast. Once again, it's a one-stop shop for everything that you need to know about professional wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, and so many more. Once again, you can follow me at social media. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. And with that being said, we'll catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of